0: Chloe Radcliffe. Hell yeah. Give me a name.
1: Annie Oakley.
0: Welcome to Give Me a Name, where a guest presents me, Ben Kirschenbaum, with a dead historical figure they find interesting, and we discuss. This is the second person in a row who is the subject of a Broadway musical, so stay tuned for future episodes on Evita Perone, Alexander Hamilton, and Mufasa. Annie Oakley, born August 13th, 1860 in Willowdale, Ohio, mm-hmm. which is a little bit ironic that she grew up in Ohio because she becomes such a symbol of the West yes. and she's not from the
1: West. Right, right. Yeah. What a fucking
0: poser. Absolutely. Annie Oakley, That's, This bitch. is going to be an hour long <laughs> <Just> attack.
1: <laughs> dunking on of, my childhood hero.
0: <laughs> of someone who is pretty easily one of the, just like a... I think universally acclaimed person.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know about universally. I feel like nobody, I feel like Annie Oakley is a name that when I, if I say it, people are like, oh, yeah, that's a person who existed.
0: Right. But I think, so there's a 1946 musical by Irving Berlin right. called Annie Get Your Gun. Right. And I think. Israel
1: Baleen, his given name. Anyway. That's oh, a side please. Note.
0: Yes. So Irving Berlin, I'm giving the the joke American name for it. Um, <laughs> and uh and I think that that might be one of the main ways that Annie Oakley's legacy yeah, lives on at least sure. today.
1: For sure. For sure. I just had a uh, like, couple kids' chapter books about her life mm. that I I don't know how I stumbled across them, but that that was my intro. And then everybody else is like, oh yeah, the girl from the musical. Yeah, like, Anything you, you can do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah They yeah. made a musical about her? All right, great. So she's born in Ohio. Her parents were Quakers. Her parents were
1: Quakers. And here's what I remember from the book. she The first time... She shoots a gun. Yes. In the book, uh, she comes back in. Oh, the gun! She, the gun kicks and like hits her face, Br-
0: like breaks her nose. Yeah, yeah, it breaks
1: her nose. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. And her Quaker mother, th- is this fiction or is this real? Her Let's Quaker say- mother says, "Thy nose is as red as a love apple."
0: That I have not heard.
1: That is in. That is that is really what I remember from my childhood
0: book. <laughs> What's interesting is that the mom seems to at first not like the fact that her young girl is shooting because right. it's a male activity and she's going against the grain there. Right. But then when she... So at first, Annie kind of takes the gun. It's her late father's gun and she goes, shoots... In some accounts, she shot a squirrel or in some That's, accounts, she shot a rabbit.
1: Yeah, I remember a squirrel, but also clearly my book is uh, maybe <laughs> maybe not quite historical
2: fact.
0: <laughs> and she kind of one of these things where it's like when she shot it and she's kind of graphic in her like memoir about it. She's like, I shot it ear to ear and whatever. And she's like, and then I fell in love with shooting. Yeah. Um, Wasn't,
1: she was hunting for food, right? Wasn't that?
0: Yes. The first,
1: it was like to feed the family.
0: Yes. So she grows up in poverty when she's five years old. She's uh, six of uh, one of six surviving children, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. her father dies in a blizzard, mm-hmm. or complications after getting frozen in a blizzard when mm-hmm. she, when Annie is only five.
1: Complications years old. being he froze. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were trying to figure it out. It was yeah, really you know, hard out of, to yeah. say. <laughs> so
1: can we get a doctor? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the father dies, um, and Annie has a lot of responsibility on her shoulders. The family. Pretty much immediately has to move because they can't afford the house that they're in.
1: She's younger though, right? Doesn't she have older siblings?
0: Yes. She yes. has a few older siblings. She has one younger. So I think of the six, I believe she's number five. Okay. And when she's eight years old, so like only three years after the father dies, that's when she gets into shooting. That's when the squirrel slash rabbit story happens. Right. Right. And for a little while, she's exactly helping like. Feed the family. Yeah, not necessarily with those animals, but she goes to the market and sells the animals that she hunts
1: for pelts.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I think I assume pelts and not food. Yeah, that makes more sense. I if think she's it shooting, was like, yeah. squirrels,
1: and also I think she was like getting better at shooting so that she, um, like isn't uh harming the pelts. You know, like she she like can't. That, well, this part I'm
2: making up. That she has... That <laughs> you know, has, like,
1: she's getting better aim and, like, more direct kills so that it's she's not, like, m- messing up the, the whole pelt with shot or makes whatever. Sense. Yeah. Yes.
0: She has a... Historical fact or historical fiction? I think... Well, here's the thing. So, I, I understand that, like, some of it is, like, children's books and stuff like this. But even with the, you know, quote-unquote serious books, a lot of it is lore. And... You
1: mean, oh, you mean, like, with, like... You know the
0: specific stories, like what you're saying that the mom said. A lot of it, first of all, we get a lot of information from Annie's own memoirs, which right. of course is Memory. Memory yeah. and maybe she's building herself up and all that stuff.
1: No, Annie is a humble woman. She's a
0: humble woman. I'm sorry, she's a Quaker. <laughs> I I messed up. But in general and We've
1: turned from a dunk podcast to a <laughs> total defense podcast.
0: She a lot of her whole story has to do with this kind of mythical Wild West. And part of her legend, even at the time that she's living, is exactly that is legend, is, is legend. myth. Yeah. So I think specific stories can sometimes be, well, take it with a grain of salt kind of thing. Sure, sure. But what definitely is true is that her childhood is rough. Yes. So the parents are very, very poor, so poor that Annie, when she's only 10 years old, goes to live with, or around 10 years old, goes to live with another family. Yes. And at first, it's another family where the guy owns an orphanage. And then she, at 10 years old, lives with another family to care for their infant son.
1: Yes, I forgot about that.
0: So this family, who she would later go on to call the wolves, are mentally and physically abusive.
1: Yes, yes.
0: There's one story where the mom, who she calls the she-wolf, like, is mad at her for some petty reason, throws her out into the cold... And without her shoes on. Yeah. Which probably gave her some bad memories of her dad. Right. Uh, From all of the time when he wouldn't wear shoes. Right. Yes. (laughs) That's got to be freaky for anyone. I don't mean to make it the whole psychology thing. Um, But uh, her muscles are so stiff that she can't walk for a little while. And so these... For a little while after that incident? Yes. Wild. Um, And everything is like... You know, that they're treating her terribly. yeah, and the father, the he-wolf, is writing letters to Annie's mother. I
1: remember this
0: basically f- saying that he's Annie and being like, eh, things are great.
1: Everything is good. Yes, yeah. yes, everything is fine. And uh, well, nope, that's that you're that is all I, I I had totally forgotten about all of this. Also, this is a this is a big side note. but you know, you hear about like, the, the adoptive mother who took her in and then throws her out. Right. And and it's very fun. I, this is not the person who I should be sympathizing with, but I am like, man, that woman probably didn't want any of her life. That woman was, was sure. so mad at her life. Yeah. And like, shouldn't, you know, I'm not condoning no, child no, abuse, obviously. but like, yeah. boy, oh boy. Yeah. If you're just like out in the middle of nowhere.
0: Everyone's. Your life, life sucks. Everyone's life in this story, with the exception of Annie, who kind of gets out. In a sense. Is
1: really bad.
0: Seems so boring. Yeah. And. So isolated. So isolated. Yeah. Um, most of them are not wealthy. Yeah. And it is interesting because it's like, well, this was going west and Ohio's not that west but going west was the American dream and what we're describing here is like is misery it's just nothingness yeah 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 so Annie eventually escapes like literally escapes from this place she takes a train is able to go back to the sort of like orphanage type place that she goes to and eventually returns to her mother when she's about 15 years old Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at this point she was already doing it a little bit before but at this point is when she becomes like a real market hunter she pays off the $200 mortgage on the mom's farm the mom already remarried, and that helped her out a little bit. But yeah. basically, Annie is has to grow up fast.
1: Yes, yes.
0: This is this is the story of a of a young girl in a big world. Yes, and okay. So big turning point in her life. She's becoming, a, and as all of this is happening, she's becoming the best shooter, the most accurate. I was going to say, ever. yeah,
1: she's a she because she. When did she get into marksmanship? That's didn't didn't she like start practicing on dimes and stuff?
0: Yes. So it, when she's very little is when it like all sort of starts. But again, that's like sort of the trying to I don't know, I feel like part of it is like trying to create the story of this eight year old girl who's already amazing. But right. clearly this takes a lot of practice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not really until the return back where she's becoming the Annie Oakley that will yeah. wow crowds yeah. for years. Yeah.
1: Okay. So she was she practicing her, her marksmanship at the wolves house?
0: Not really, and most of the reading that I did was like, first of all, I think she was working like 24 hours. I mean, I mm-hmm, think that mm-hmm. they just treated her like a servant, and, and it was there was not much else mm-hmm. time for her to do. But her dream, like when she first went to that family, was like, oh, it's going to be open air and I'm going to get to hunt whenever I want and really, you know, exercise this hobby or the skill that I have. And I don't think that that's how it worked out at all.
1: Right. Did you read her entire memoir in the last week?
0: (laughs) 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 I I looked up a lot of stuff. I watched some documentaries. I definitely put in... uh, if, if anyone's listened to some of the other episodes, <laughs> I, uh, I I go all the way with this thing. Incredible. Uh, incredible. But she... Um, okay. So the turning point in her life is in 1875. Some people say 1881. And we can get into why the chronology is going to be all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Basically, she everything she does or most of the things she does could be off by six years. And there's a reason why it's exactly six years. Yes.
1: Yes. Wait, well, you you explain you have a much more recent understanding of
0: so basically, she changes her age in order to seem younger because there is a rival gunswoman who is much younger, and Annie wants to seem kind of like hip.
1: Or- yes, yes, right. And this is where ageism, And sexism have intermingled for centuries.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. There's a lot of... uh, (laughs) Women have had pressure.
1: All right, let's turn it back to social issues. The pressure on women to seem younger.
0: And it's also one of these things, and maybe this is more of like the time period, but when she tries to change her age to match the rival, and he's like 26 and the rival's like 15. So we're talking ageism, like really, she wants to be like a child Like 10 years younger.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So in 1875, a show called Bowman and Butler is a it was a shooting act performs in Cincinnati and that's where Annie happens to be around Mm -hmm. and Frank E. Butler who is an Irish immigrant is one of the stars of this show he's one of the best gunmen in the country Mm -hmm. and he essentially one of his shticks is that he challenges people to you know accuracy gun offs which were very popular at the time yes and that's one of the themes in this is like Americans love guns. Yes, yes. <laughs> that is an age-old yes. kind of thing.
1: Americans are into guns. We want to be able to carry them. Yes, all of, this is the message of this podcast. Yeah,
0: you're reading my mind. Yeah. so, <laughs> so basically, Frankie Butler uh, comes in and is looking for a challenger, someone who could actually like compete with him. And
1: before the before the show.
0: Before yes, before he's the like show, preparing. he's like look, he's preparing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, well, before the big show for sure, but also it just as like this is maybe like a side thing that he's doing. It's just something he does when he comes into the big city. Okay, okay. And he, the person that's recommended is this young fifteen-year-old girl, five foot tall, mm-hmm. who is apparently this incredible markswoman. Right. And Butler kind of laughs when. Annie walks in, right. They the competition has to do with, I think shooting birds. Mm. They both shoot twenty four in a row. And wait,
1: are we talking real birds or clay pigeons? I think it's clays.
0: It's probably clay pigeons. Yeah, I think. Do you
1: know what a clay pigeon looks like? No, great. A clay pigeon looks like this um, coaster. Oh, it looks... <laughs> it, it's just a clay circle. Oh, I was thinking actual pigeons. Yes. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. no. I was yeah. they took a lot of I care think, into making right, a perfect right. structured pigeon. <laughs> um, yeah. No, 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 no. It's it's like a little clay disc. It's like a little porcelain disc. Interesting. It just gets like thrown up and then you go pow and you try and get it and you try yeah. you try and break the... When
0: I read it, I must have just saw pigeons and I'm yes, like, oh, that's sure. great. They must have trained them really well <laughs> to just <laughs> go into the sky. I don't...
1: Re- I'm trying to remember whether... Because she for sure would have been shooting also live birds. But I, don't, I, I think the like marksmanship mm. stuff would probably have been with Clay's. And I don't know why they're called Pigeons. Because they literally are... I mean, they look
0: like a coaster. They look like a drink coaster. Just flying. Yeah. And I can't think of another reason. Maybe the coloring is like gray or something. Who knows?
1: Anyway. So, yes. So
0: Shooting clay pigeons. They both hit 24 in a row. Butler misses the 25th. And he hits the 25th. Yes. And she beats him. She's great. And in the musical, there is... Well, there's the song Anything You Can Do, I Can Do Better. Right. So, they're beginning relationship the musicals kind of not accurate in a lot of ways but it is true that they started off as competitors at right at the very beginning right and it evolves very quickly into butler falling in love with her she falls in love with him and their marriage is a, at least on the surface a very strong one and lasts until both of them die years later
1: yes and it seems healthy, right? I mean, think about it. A 45-year-old Irish immigrant and a 15-year-old Ohio farm girl. Who could find a better pair? And they just
0: bond over guns.
1: <laughs> Both love guns.
0: They marry, again, this is one of those things, they marry either 1876 or 1882, but we know that it's a year after the events of yes. the uh, the competition. Yes. Yes. In general, with their marriage together, they never have kids together, but Butler had two daughters from a previous marriage mm-hmm. who Annie essentially adopts. And yes,
1: and uh, Annie is 15 and the daughters are 14. <laughs> She's a great mother figure. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really excellent.
0: And uh, Frank, essentially, as their careers go on, realizes that even though Frank is obviously very talented himself, realizes that Annie is kind of the more marketable one. Yes. And essentially becomes her like assistant. Yes. And and press And agent. like
1: manager. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Also, do you do you happen to know how much older Frank was? Now I'm just very curious. I
0: think it's about a decade. Let's okay. see here. That's not that bad. I don't think it was as bad as most <laughs> of the marriages at the time. Um oh, I don't I'm not connected to your internet. <laughs> In any case. <laughs> Wait, what did you th- I'm not connected to your internet. Oh, oh, oh. Frank Butler, let's let's clock hey, it we, at ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right.
1: We'll we'll call it ten.
0: So Annie and Frank have this. Long relationship where mm-hmm. Frank kind of takes a back seat, at least in terms of being in the spotlight. Right. Although when they're first starting out together, they have a show together. Yes. And they tour for a little while. They tour with a circus. Yes. And here's,
1: yep, <laughs> that I, yeah, 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 I, I like only very vaguely, well, say say it, I, I only very vaguely remember the, like, touring
2: so evolution. So all
0: I wanted to kind of get into is, like, what is entertainment at this time? So we're talking pre-movies, we're talking, you know, pre-TV, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's live shows, it's largely touring shows. Right. We're kind of at the beginning of vaudeville, but this not- is
1: like 1860s.
0: 1860s, 1870s at this point. Oh,
1: no, no. You're saying 1870s, 1880s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. This is 70s, 80s. All
0: right. So it's live touring shows. Circus is coming in. Barnum & Bailey already uh-huh. starts in the 1870s. Uh-huh. But one of the big shows that starts officially in 1883 is Buffalo, Buffalo Bill's Bill. Wild West. Right, right. And that's where Annie is going to really make her mark.
1: Blossom, yeah. yes.
0: Make um, her... Mark. There we go.
1: <laughs> that's where Annie is really going to shoot her gun. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, just literally. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. No pun. Just, <laughs> that's just what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Buffalo Bill's Wild West. So, who was Buffalo Bill? Basically, this guy, Bill Cody, was he fought in the Civil War? He also fought in Indian Wars. He hunted buffalo and largely, maybe partly, he actually won a Medal of Honor.
1: A Presidential Medal of Honor.
0: Yes. He was a, you know, warrior, rough rider, frontiersman guy. Right, right, But the legend is inflated completely. And at least to the extent of, like, there are all these guys, Davy Crockett, Daniel Boone, where the West is kind of becomes this mythical image of America.
1: Right. Uh, a man inflating his own reputation?
0: <laughs> Never it heard is, of it. Well, Annie Oakley is kind of the first woman female, to do it. because in general just like when you see in western movies women are the damsels in distress right or they're prostitutes right right i mean that's basically right if you watch a western those are the two yes uh, what would you call it? tropes
1: right they're the two truths <laughs> well <laughs> annie is the
0: big exception <laughs> to <laughs> yes. to all of this and yeah, yeah, yeah. but it is like notable that this idea of and a lot of it is novels like James Fenimore Cooper. A lot of this image of the Old West and why Western movies become so popular, it's a hundreds of years old kind of thing where it's the cowboys fighting the Indians and the gunslinger and, yeah. and black hats, white hats. and. Do you all, mean the
1: like the hundred year old thing is the like romanticism the of- The
0: romanticism of the Old West. The West, yeah. And also it's like, that's what America is. Yes. That- we're out in the pasture and.
1: Right. Well, and it is the like the idea of manifest destiny, the idea yes. of conquering, the idea of of like individualism that has the chance to go out and make an individual mark on this huge, you know, this vast, unmarkable right. space. Yeah, it is all very. Uh, and it gets even more American. intense
0: in the around this time because America is rapidly industrializing. So we're entering this period of like machines and big cities and stuff.
1: You mean so do you mean like the West becomes more accessible because of industry? Or do you mean the West is more romantic because there's so much industry? It's more on romantic. The East Coast? Like yeah, now yeah, yeah.
0: everything's gray and yeah. smoke and all this stuff, and like we missed the good old days where it was the West and we were sort of pure and just Killing Native Americans. Right, I right, mean, basically, right, that's the idea. Right. So, ah, the good old days. So, Buffalo Bill really takes advantage for his own sake, uh, for his own image, but he's kind of this brilliant, almost P.T. Barnum like showman. Yes. Who creates this show, and it's an outdoor show. It's, they're traveling around, they're going to like every single city in America, over 200 performers, over 250 horses. So, it's this kind of circus like Variety show. There's also like some rodeo, mm-hmm. and there also there's a little is, bit of stand up. There's there's, a, some, <laughs> yeah. there's some karaoke. It really does feel like one of these like incredible. Like there's nothing that would not be incorporated. In yeah, yeah, show. yeah, yeah. And sure. there's also a bit of a story where, of course, at the end, the big, usually the big climax of the story is that someone is a innocent white family is saved from the Native Americans. Ah, uh, yeah. That's usually the, yes. the big ending.
1: Yes, the classic American story. Yes.
0: What is kind of weird is that. Native Americans, and also, like, certain points, people from other countries, actually do join the show. Most famously, Sitting Bull, who's, yes. like, well, one of the great Sioux uh, chiefs. Chief. yeah. And he actually befriends Annie Oakley when Annie Oakley joins the troupe. Right, troop. right. Yeah, I don't remember anything else about that other than, yep, I do well, remember that. But it's also one of these, like, I don't know why he's in the group exactly. I mean...
1: Well, I think there's, I mean, I think
0: this is a real like sociological
1: perspective, but I I do, I think that there's a degree of, you know, when society as a whole is not uh, confronting a specific kind of oppression, it is sometimes it's, I think it's easy for people in the oppressed group to just join. If, if they have found a way in to be welcomed by the oppressor, it's like, well, why not? Like, this is very, you know, this is much easier than fighting against the system. So, and, and that, and, you know, if it's like, I don't know. I, I feel no, like
0: I totally see what you're saying, and also maybe it's this idea of like maybe I can actually add a little bit of the real story or, or my side right. of the story right. into it. Right. Whether he was successful at doing that, I'm not sure. Right. I and mean, it say. sounds like the people didn't want a more balanced. No. No. <laughs> narrative. Yeah. But these shows are incredibly successful. In 1885, Annie is able to get herself into this show. Actually, at first. Buffalo Bill doesn't want her. He's already got his own, because there's already, like, a great shooter in the act. A lady? No, it's a actually- lady. A lady? Not yet. So, uh, it's actually a man. Apparently, Bill wasn't, like, upset about the, or or hesitant because of the fact that any was a woman. Yeah. It was more that he already had someone. Okay. But then there's a steamship sinks, and all that guy's, the guy's okay, but all of his guns- sink mm, and mm-hmm. he just sort of can't do it without those guns i guess yeah maybe they're that,
1: his special guns I,
0: maybe i don't know i've never shot a gun before so i'm not sure if like you need your own if it's like a bowling ball yeah
1: that's very confusing well but i even with bowling balls you get another bowling ball i don't know
0: i, I But i think that uh not to <laughs> i know nothing about bowling <laughs> other than the uh, kingpin and the big lebowski right but i think like professional bowlers, I think they get like they need their ball. Maybe I'm wrong about that.
1: I'm sure, sh- right. I'm sure that guns are, you know, I'm sure that there is a degree of that. I don't, I don't know. Did when he, when Bill was adding Annie, did he think it was going to be temporary? I don't
0: know if he thought Cause it was. Because that would make be... sense
1: if it was like this guy has to, yes, he has to like get his coterie of guns back. But I
0: think there was also a following, uh, falling out with this guy who lost the guns and sure. Buffalo Bill. Sure. And I don't know much about Buffalo Bill, like personality wise, but. Yeah. People have falling outs with him, including Annie later on.
1: Yes. Seems like then we do know a
0: lot about him, personality-wise. I mean, it seems like there's a pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, So Annie joins this incredible vaudeville-type show, um, or this Wild West show, in... 1886, they go to Staten Island, and they see—I was reading it. I was like, whoa, she's made it to the big time. (laughs) Woo! Yeah, top five borough. Uh, Welcome. Uh, But it was nice because they see the new Statue of Liberty, which was, like, recently built. She performs at MSG, and essentially— Wait,
1: Madison Square Garden?
0: I guess maybe it's, like, literally the garden at this
1: point. Yeah. Well, she made it off Staten Island. She made it to Manhattan. She made it to Manhattan. She wow. made the big leagues. the big city. And what yeah, she's essentially that, doing, that, <laughs> da, 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 da. Yes. <laughs> what she's essentially
0: doing, is just tricks. Like she's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, shooting these incredibly accurate shots. I remember, things.
1: I I remember a thing about holding a dime, like somebody mm. th- there about shooting a hole through a dime. Right. And that I think somebody had to hold the dime.
0: There's also shooting cigarettes out of people's mouths. Yes, and that's a famous story. When she's in Europe, uh, Kaiser Wilhelm II, the leader of Germany, mm-hmm. is like so obsessed with her act, and he says, "Shoot a, you know, cigarette out of my mouth," and she does it successfully. And then she later says, "Like if I had just moved a few inches, World War One would have not happened." <laughs> Which wild is probably I don't know if that butterfly effect actually works, but right, it's a cute line. Right,
1: well. Women are powerful. Anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she's traveling with this group. She goes to England in 1887 and she performs in front of Queen Victoria. Mm -hmm. And this is, I guess, a good segue into talking about kind of Annie's image because she is a Victorian lady.
1: You mean just in the Victorian era?
0: And Victorian in the sense of Proper and Mm. dressing, she designs her own costume. So the idea of obviously the fact that she's working in a predominantly male profession, Mm -hmm. that she's not at home taking care of the kids. I mean, she's on the road and she, well, has no biological kids at least. Right. Is very, very against the grain. Right. But she wants to and balance that it. she's
1: shooting she's doing a, a predominantly male activity a totally
0: yeah. male dominated thing right but the fact that she dresses a certain way like she dresses in a way that's like she can obviously move around because she's shooting yeah but she keeps things sort of very proper yeah and maybe also it's the Quaker upbringing she remains religious her whole life right but she dresses herself in a particular way she decorates the boarding house rooms with like elaborate draperies like and invites women to tea Mm, so mm -hmm. she has this sort of old school aspect of her
1: yeah and that is where i would be curious to know whether it was um like an intentional uh uh, manipulation is too negative but like an intentional choice to sort of permit all of the other you know non-traditional choices i think totally or whether she just was like I don't know. I like shooting and I like dresses.
0: I th- I think that maybe it's an aspect of both, but I totally agree with you that there might be her image, and I think Butler had a big part in mm-hmm. shaping it, is very well constructed.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And I think you're right that like...
1: The original Kardashian. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, and I think that they are purposely making it in a way that's palatable. Yes for people. Yes. And she's I mean, this is the equivalent. I mean, it is the card. It's a Hollywood star. Yeah. Yeah. And one big issue that she kind of surprisingly takes a certain side on is mm-hmm. women's suffrage. She's anti. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Annie <laughs> <laughs> Which is I mean, one of the I mean it's it's obviously like, you know, a, a downside to her legacy, you know, years later. Right. But I think it's the same kind of thing. Like if she came out pro women's suffrage, it would be like, ah, she's you know, she's shooting. She's doing a man's thing, and she's pro women suffrage. It's too much,
1: right? That it, well, then it starts to. Be, I I could imagine that the risk is, or the the feeling is like it starts to be personally detrimental mm. to her career. You know, this is yeah. she's putting career first.
0: No, I think that's right, and I I think it is a very who knows what she actually did. Thought she ever justify list. why? She said like I don't know if she ever justified why. That's a great question. I think she said that, like, maybe, that maybe, like, it was probably the same bullshit that everyone gave, men and women, which is that the old Men's school. brains are bigger. The, kind of men's brains are bigger. But then there's also, like, a philosophy that grows in the mid-1800s where it's, like, women are the, they're the heart of the family. Yes. Like, they're the authority of the family. But the men in the public sphere, that's right. not for them. right. Right. Which is I mean, which
1: is a very, like, separate but equal Yeah, it's
0: argument. a very convenient theory yeah, yeah, from yeah. a man's perspective. Yeah. And, of course, certain women also came up with that theory. There's a famous uh, Elizabeth Beecher, the, the sister of Harry Beecher Stowe, who wrote Uncle Tom's Cabin. Yeah. And she would write that theory, essentially. So then that hurts the cause even more because it's like, oh, look, it's a, a woman. A woman said it. It's yeah, a woman yeah, yeah. saying it. So she has this, like, Victorian image that probably helps her when she literally goes to England and goes on these great tours. She has a rival— on the English tour called mm-hmm. Lillian Smith. And this is the girl who's only fifteen years old that
1: But who knows, maybe Lillian Smith was thirty five and lying about her age. Yeah,
0: true. Or she was like eight. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, everyone then yeah, yeah. they just meet in the middle. <laughs> yeah, right. So she's also, you know, a great shooter and Annie is a little bit intimidated by her. Or at least it sounds like Lillian was also just a jerk. And yeah. like very competitive. Yeah. And sort of, you know, boastful and all this stuff. Right um they're given equal billing. Also
1: this is like, you know, you go from being the only woman on the stand up lineup to suddenly there's two women on the on the show lineup and oh. you're like, well now you're the person who I have to compete against, which is right. not true. right But you you're used to being the only woman and so you're like, you know, yeah yeah
0: believe me. Annie, I get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think that probably is totally it. And and also I, like, how could it not become a competition? It's not right. only another woman, but it's also the exact same part of the show. Right. There's a right. million parts of this right. show. It's, as we said before, it's all over the fucking right. place. Right. So, you know, that's, uh, and, and maybe the idea is that they're kind of like a team in some way or whatever. But there's a rivalry there, so much so that Annie essentially leaves Buffalo Bill's act. Mm-hmm. And she says, quote, the reasons for so doing take too long to tell. So there's baggage Uh-oh. here. Dun, dun, dun. Between her and Buffalo Bill, between her, her and, and Speth, Lillian. Yeah. Yeah. Annie leaves for a little while. She does come back just a couple years later to do the Paris Exposition of 1889, which is the 100 year anniversary of the storming of the Bastille. It's this big mm. world, World's Fair, mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when they reveal the Eiffel Tower in uh so she goes there that's like a big thing that's where she meets kaiser wilhelm shoots the cigarette all that stuff the king of senegal offers her a hundred thousand dollars if she would come to senegal and kill all of the eating lions and tigers that were afflicting people mm-hmm. so uh, she's getting great offers mm-hmm. and, yes yes um does
1: she turn it down
0: <laughs> i believe she turns it down unless that's only. a 10 yeah. year period of her life yeah, 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 that yeah, i completely yeah. missed me um Here's one thing. So uh, in the late 1890s, we talked about how she wasn't for women's suffrage, Mm -hmm. but this is sort of a directly, other than just literally what she did in terms of like, you know, uh,
1: by your the example. example.
0: Yeah. um, She uh, writes a letter to President McKinley when it looks like Americans are going to go to war with Spain. Mm -hmm. And she wants to set up a, Sort of battalion of female sharpshooters. Yeah. So she's pro women entering the army. Right. Right. And and fighting for the country. And right. All that stuff.
1: Men vote for whether we go to war, and then when <laughs> you vote for it, you let us know, and we will come save your asses. We will drag your slimy backs out of the valley. That's
0: so true. I didn't put it together the, the contradiction between mm-hmm, those two particular mm-hmm, things. I mm-hmm. was just like making a pros and cons <laughs> list. But yeah, that's <laughs> to not be able to be part of the government. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you ring the bell
1: we'll be there it's fine we're coming
0: and then be willing to die for it there is also that discrepancy when wait can you vote at 18 right who who me no anyone yes. <laughs> Is that the voting age yes um and then when can you join the army 18 okay so that makes sense yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. same age okay yeah. i was thinking one of them is 21 but that's not they're yeah. both 18 okay
1: yeah. no 21's alcohol
0: um right When cigarette
1: are you cool? 18. <laughs>
0: and like, oh, I was drinking. Come on. <laughs> I, Please, got I fi- was drinking
1: at twenty-seven. I, I, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> So she writes President McKinley, he rejects her offer. Mm-hmm, She's mm-hmm. gonna try to do a similar thing during World War One a few years later, mm-hmm. but or, or fifteen years later, but uh reject it again. But that is something that she very directly tries to um have women break into male dominated fields.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, they they write her back and say, if only you could vote on this <laughs> <laughs> In
0: 1901 she gets into a terrible train accident. Uh, she's in a coma for 17 hours and her left side is paralyzed. Um, she doesn't able to walk for a little while so that mm-hmm. puts a real sort of halt on her career for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then there is this sort of sad aspect to the end of her career, the last sort of, so she doesn't actually die until 1926 when she's 66 years old, but the last 20 years or so of her career are never achieving the The, glory of the early days. Right. Which is,
1: did it seem like she was striving for those glory days? She does
0: try to compete more. Yeah. And, and at least be in shows and things like that. Right. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that movies are now the thing and live shows are kind of slowly getting uh, out of style.
1: But but also her are you saying her abilities were also lessened because of the accident and because she was old and whatever or is it that people just didn't care as much?
0: I think more the second because ah, I think she was still pretty accurate. And also she's like – Which is
1: maybe kind of – it's. I, I keep thinking about Tiger Woods. You know, he got, he has this whole – he's got the drama and then he comes back. He never quite wins the same. But is it right. the talent or is
0: it the interest? Is it the public interest? Yes, that's a great point. Yeah, and there are these Tiger Woods like – Well, I mean, I, I think Tiger had a lot of his own problems too. Right. But, There is this, like, ebb and flow to her career, Mm -hmm. the highs and lows Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Mm -hmm. One interesting thing, though, about her losing, in a sense, to movies in terms of popular entertainment, she is in one of the earliest films ever. Oh, really? In 1894, she goes to New Jersey. Thomas Edison's got this new... Machine. Mm -hmm. ...and there is a 20-second video. It is on YouTube of Annie Oakley. I think it is the... Uh, 11th movie since commercial showings began. So we're talking early, early. Early. Look at that.
1: Look at that. Women in Hollywood.
0: (laughs) We're setting a trend. And the last thing in terms of just the narrative of her life that I think is worth mentioning, in 1903, William Randolph Hearst, the famous newspaper guy, Mm -hmm. publishes a story that Annie stole a pair of men's pants in order to support a cocaine habit. Wow. It's a total lie.
2: Basically. Oh,
0: <laughs> but Annie, Quaker, Victorian lady, all this stuff, mm-hmm. is like super, super pissed off. She realizes this is going to destroy her image, probably not just in her own lifetime, but also forever. <gasps> and she has 55 libel cases. She wins 54 of them. Wow. Wow. But Good for you, But it's this terrible thing of like a period of her life, what ends up being a later period of her life, is spent just like defending her reputation against just, I mean, he was trying to cancel her, basically. Right.
1: Wow. Very funny that he was like, all right, uh, Quaker, Victorian, proper lady, what are the things that are bad? Cocaine <laughs> and...
0: Yeah, Yeah, I don't know why pants. Oh, there is a reason why pants. So basically, uh, someone dressed up as Annie Oakley, a burlesque dancer in Chicago dressed up as Annie Oakley and stole some pants. So there is a story here. I see, I see, I see. But it was not Annie Oakley. Ah, ah. So he didn't come up with the detailed pants. That wow. would have been great. <laughs> uh, Just gotta be yes,
1: drugs yeah, and drugs, uh, trousers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> drugs shirt? No, no, that's not good enough. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, um, but. Uh, but, yeah, so she has to, like, fight all these cases, and she's actually literally in court, probably losing more money than she's gaining right. from these libel cases just right. in terms of lawyers and Is shit. Frank
1: Butler still alive at this point?
0: So here's a nice kind of cap to the story. Uh-huh. Um, or, not, I mean, kind of tragic, but in a nice sort of notebooky way. Right. She dies in on November 3rd, 1926, mm-hmm. he dies only 2 weeks later, mm. and some say that he actually like starved himself because he was so heartbroken.
1: Wow, yeah. look at that. The 45-year-old Irish immigrant. <laughs> and he
0: was 740 <laughs> years old. Yeah. <laughs> but that is more or less sort of the tale of Annie Oakley and as we kind of set up top between the musical and tons of movies and actually a TV show made about her. Mm-hmm. Her legend very much lives on. And
1: yeah. Take that Hearst. And there's a no re- pants. Yeah, <laughs> No one
0: remembers Hearst. Come on. Or if they do, he's kind of seen as a villain in, in history.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think in more more ways than that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. With the Citizen Kane stuff right. and also like helping drag America into a war. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And, and he gets, you know, the, the final say there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, one question, well, for sure that I want to ask you is why Annie Oakley of all the people? Um
1: <clears throat> I think the answer is uh I had a few chapter books. I don't I don't I mean, I think I've always been I don't know. It feels too uh like easy and on the nose to be like I've always been attracted to strong female figures. And but, like also she is very I mean, she is very cool and badass. I think I I think I have always been attracted to the like badassery mm. um and without really being quite conscious of the like rebelling against maybe I was conscious of it maybe I was a little feminist as a you know 7 year old or whatever right. but um yeah I read everything I could about her Oh are you well you're saying why did I choose her for this podcast Yes exactly Why did I choose her for this podcast because there there were two in this in this whatever series of like historical his historical fiction children's chapter books that I had um, the ones that I like really really read hard into were Annie Oakley and Harriet Tubman actually mm-hmm. okay and I dressed up as Annie Oakley three years in a row and I never dressed up as Harriet Tubman yeah, and in ask. retrospect yeah. <laughs> wow what
0: a woke kid I was absolutely I,
1: yeah. Even, yeah. At, even at age eight I knew that I couldn't do practice. I do think about like children's
0: stuff because like you were saying the um, you know reading the books early on one of the main books that I would always read about is Teddy Roosevelt and now I feel like I would get canceled for that yeah. but that's borderline. T- That's I'm borderline.
1: Yeah, I, f- I feel like t- I feel like people are like, ah, wasn't he an asshole or something? But nobody, he- right.
0: Take yeah. the statue down and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's not like I was reading about, you know, the Mussolini or whatever. Right. You know, right. Right. Which would have been weird because Mussolini was already canceled. By the yeah, time yeah. Yeah. That I was growing you can dress
1: in. up as Mussolini. You know, you look kind of Italian. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go as Mussolini <laughs> yeah. for Halloween. I think I was
0: the first person to ever be told that they look like Mussolini and be like, oh, come on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, gee. Towards the end. Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I loved everything about her and i just thought everything i'm i am i i like i'm trying to figure out why i was so fascinated by her and i um i wasn't actually super familiar with the musical until i was in it in a community production as a like i don't know 20 year old probably Uh like 18 20 year old something like that i was in the new prague community theater production of annie get your gun oh Nice. And I uh, did not play Annie and I did not play the rival and I think I, I really don't remember I think I, I think they made a male part female. I think I was like a very supporting role. Okay. And they just
0: cast me in it. I don't know. I right. wasn't great. They would usually make, oh, 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 I guess if you're already eighteen twenty, they, I, I just remember growing up where basically many more women were into theater yes. than guys. So yes. it just, Annie would be the, not Annie, get your gun. Annie, Annie would be the production pretty much every year because you just needed to find one daddy Warbucks. And right. Then you were good.
2: Right.
1: Right. And you're like, please, anybody, anybody, it just <laughs> any man. I don't care how gay you seem, uh, you are officially of a man. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. get out there. Yeah, especially in Annie Get Your Gun, where it is like, you know, the men are like these like tough masculine Western right, men. Right. Frank and Butler, <laughs> Buffalo Bill Coach. Yes, yeah. And our Frank Butler was I I I actually think he's married to a woman, but he certainly I shouldn't say this. Reed's gay. Anyway, uh <laughs> Yeah. Uh it was Their the the production was fun. It was And it was fine. It was fine. I'm sure it was bad. But, boy, oh, boy, was I in. Annie, get your gun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, 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 like, reading up about her and stuff, it definitely is one of these. So, one of the earlier episodes that we had was Amelia Earhart. Mm -hmm. And I saw a lot of parallels there in terms of sort of um, leading with your actions. Yes. As we kind of said before. Like, she... Is a feminist icon. It has nothing... Like, no one knows that her stance on suffrage or whatever. Yeah. You know that there was this five-foot woman who was shooting better than all the guys. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think it adds to the fact that she was... First, she was, like, you know, a a performer shootist. But the fact that she was growing up and, like, shooting to literally support her family... Mm -hmm. I mean... It's a crazy rags to riches story. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it's very compelling. It's very it, and it is it does feel very American. It does mm. feel very uh like idealized view of America and the like, you know, upward mobility and all of that kind of thing growing up on in a in a like cabin in the woods, you know.
0: Right. And not only did Americans see it that way, but she was wildly popular in Europe. So mm-hmm. she became sort of a symbol for America. As a whole. As just in general. Yeah. This is what America is. Yeah. And before that, this is what America is, was this Wild West stuff, but it was all guys. Mm-hmm. It was all, you know, like I said before, like Wyatt Earp or whatever. Yeah. But now all of a sudden there's a, you know, female who's breaking all the tropes.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, I wonder, I, th- I feel like Amelia Earhart was more like explicitly feminist, was more- For sure. Was more explicitly argumentative.
0: Yes. Um, no doubt.
1: And uh, that Annie Oakley was was sort of in the like colorblind you know version of feminism that you know applying colorblindness to uh, gender relations. Sure. That Annie Oakley was sort of like, oh, it shouldn't matter. We're, and Amelia Earhart is like, we, I know it matters for
0: sure. And I think part of that is the product of being around forty years later. Yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah. Being time able to say just more. Um, but I guess the resemblance between them is not only the action thing but also just a sort of like more specific resemblance that
1: both of their first names start with A
0: that was the main thing that I was going for <laughs> Amelia Earhart and then also uh, can I think of any other females who start with A what, no but what were you saying the more specific I'm just, resemblance the only thing that comes to mind is Ariel from Little Mermaid I can't think of a real person <laughs> what's going on whose name starts with A uh, circle back Walker. to Walker yeah okay. good job good Thanks. job Yeah. Um, so so I think that also, in terms of image, first of all, both of their husbands helped create the icon image, mm, the iconic mm-hmm, image of mm-hmm. these people. and Right, the fucking way that,
1: cuck husbands. <laughs> keep going.
0: <laughs> there was a little element. I'm not going to say cuck, uh, your words. But I think that it almost reminded me, if you saw the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary.
1: Mm, I didn't see the documentary.
0: So essentially, her husband also very much was like a very – successful lawyer right and it is in you know one of these things where a lot of feminist icons the husband like kind of took a back seat Mm -hmm. not necessarily I mean I don't know what the case with Ruth Bader Ginsburg or any of these cases not necessarily because they were feminists or whatever but they sort of saw more potential I suppose in their wives yeah than in their own career
1: yes and more men should take that (laughs) Um, May this be the lesson. I really, I really driven this, this, uh, this podcast very, w- with a very heavy feminist. Hand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, in any case, Chloe Radcliffe, thank you so, so much for doing the podcast. Thank- is there anything you wanted to plug or
1: if you want to hear more feminist rants, you can follow me on social media. I'm at Chloe Badcliffe, uh, on all platforms, which is like my name, Chloe Radcliffe, but bad. Okay, great. You get it. <laughs>
0: thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. Uh, all right. See you later. See you later.